All right, we are with you for a, another edition of our Talking with Friends podcast. I am Sports Formation Director Levi Converse, and with me as always is my assistant SID Morgan Raspberry, and we are joined really quick by our cross-country head coach Jason Parr. He is with us ahead of tomorrow's big KCAC meet. Jason, how you doing? Doing great. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. It's a big weekend ahead for both of your teams at the KCAC meet, as we mentioned. How do you feel preparations have gone with so far in anticipation of, of competing in Salina? Well, I mean, uh, being in a COVID era, it sure made it difficult to uh, train because um, we've had kids on and off of quarantine several different times. Um, but our kids have done a good job. Uh, they've been trying to be as disciplined as they can to get their workouts in on their own uh, individually. And, and we've really tried to break up in a lot of different groups uh, just to create spacing. And so. Uh, I think as far as this weekend goes, we're as prepared as we can be, and uh, we're going to be able to control what we can control. The cross-country women's already won a pair of meet titles this year. What are some things we can look for out of them this weekend? Well, our girls are a resilient bunch, and they're, they're really good. Um, we're excited about them. They work really hard. Uh, I'm proud of the leadership of our team. Uh, I'm thankful for our great senior leadership. Uh, but we're, we're going to have a tall task this weekend. Um, we've got a very good team that we're going to be competing against in uh, St. Mary's, and we have some good teams in the KCAC that are that are much improved this year. So uh, we're going to have to go, and we're going to have to be ready to go. Uh, again, our motto this week, last couple weeks, has been let's control what we can control. So. And then switching to the men's side, the men were the runner-up at the KCAC meet last year. How would you assess where they are now compared to where they were last season? I would say our guys are we, are, we are way ahead of last year. Uh, we have such great leadership in Logan White who has led this team as a coach, it feels like. And so uh, I can't say enough about that. Um, our guys are prepared. They're excited. Uh, they know they're going to be battle tested. Um, KCAC, uh, the guys' teams are much improved. Uh, St. Mary's guys are really tough. They're one of the best teams in the country. Uh, our guys are, are trying to go after them and, and see how close we can get to uh, competing with them. So we're excited. All right. So instead of the questions on your little paper thingy mob over there, I'm going to ask you some really fun questions, okay? Awesome. So out of all the years that you've been here, what is probably your favorite or, like, funniest memory? Um, I, I call uh, – I would have to say it's – uh, I have learned to carry toilet paper uh, with me um, wherever I go, uh, and uh, I'm fearful when I forget it. Um, our kids, our distance runners are unique people, um, and so nature becomes uh, a very top priority for them. Um, bathroom breaks are frequent, and it could be during the course of a tempo run. All of a sudden, it's i got to pull over and i got to take care of business. And so uh, I do try to keep toilet paper. Um, the funniest part of that whole thing is that the first time I forgot toilet paper, um, somebody said, Coach, don't worry about it. I'll just use my sock. And so that's what they did. And uh, that was that. So that has not been a running joke. That is actually reality now. It, that, interesting. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I don't even know. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. You asked for it. I know, but I was like, okay, I was not expecting that kind of an answer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. If you could coach 
any other sport, what would it be? If I could coach any other sport, I mean, I already coached track. Does that count? No, that oh, does not okay. count. Not a um, running, like, Okay, if I could coach sport. a sport, I would coach badminton or pickleball. I'm a racket sports guy, so I love racket sports activities. So I've become a big fan of pickleball. Why not tennis? Let's just say that my tennis game and my pickleball game are just on totally two different playing fields. And maybe because I was playing tennis in Colorado a few months ago, and the altitude just seemed to make the ball skyrocket high in the air. Um, but for me, pickleball is a little shorter. The courts are a little smaller. Um, I can shorten up my swing a little bit to, to make that work. Uh, tennis just requires a lot more motion and forward swing that I guess I'm just not coordinated enough to do. So. Okay. Interesting. Okay, well, I have one contemplative question, then I got one more question after that one, okay? So okay. here goes. Since um, cross-country runners are not supposed to technically get thirsty, right? You know, I'm just kidding. They, I mean, they do. But, um, so what do you think about this one? Do you think fish ever get thirsty? No, they have all the water they want <laughs> to drink. No, absolutely not. Are you sure? It's a trick question. I feel like it is a trick question, yeah. but... They probably have to hydrate just as well, just like human beings do in the water. Even though they have it all around them, they probably still have to drink. Mm -hmm. But isn't that technically like their air? Perhaps. <laughs> so they get like the nutrients of like the H2O, that's their air, and then the actual, or like the hydrogen or the oxygen part, that's their air, and then like the water part is their thirst could be. I mean, as they take breaths in, they consume hydration as well as good oxygen. So, I don't know. That's a that's a tough question. So then cross-country runners should be like fish, right? You know what? I think if you put them in the, in the water, <laughs> you'll see they can swim. Oh, okay. There we go. Very informative stuff here. I, I can tell you that. So I have deep, one more deep, question. Deep stuff. All right, go ahead. I have one last question, and then we'll let you go. Okay, I promise. So lastly, what made you want to be a coach? Oh, I love, this. I love this question. That question's easy. Uh, four years ago, I was sitting at my kitchen table in Kentucky, Lexington, Kentucky, and I, I said, if I could ever just coach and do ministry, I would. Um, Friends University has given me an opportunity to do ministry, and that's not standing in a classroom or behind a platform. It's, it's just being a real coach to these kids who are going through some real hard things. Mm -hmm. uh, I always say in this year especially that my, my couch in my office is becoming an emotional roller coaster. Um, kids are asking a lot of uh, spiritual questions. They're wanting to figure out answers. They're exploring who they are. They're trying to figure that out. And so I love coaching. It provides a platform where I can reach a big group of kiddos, and, and that's why I'm so thankful for every new kid that I get in. So. All right, well, Jason, before we get you out of here, um, just for this weekend, what are some expectations and things you believe both teams can accomplish tomorrow? Well, realistically, I, I believe our guys will go uh, face a good, tough Mar St. Mary's team, and I, I think we'll come out as second place. Um, uh, our girls, on the other hand, uh, I believe we can match St. Mary's one for one, two for two, and I know that our girls are up for that task. Um, I expect and hope our girls to come out on top, um, uh, but it will not come easy, uh, as it never does. So... Uh, but we are excited about the opportunity we're going to get to run in the KCAC conference meet as we prepare for another upcoming national meet. All right. Well, Jason, thanks again for joining us. Big weekend coming up, and good luck tomorrow, both teams. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. That is our head 
men's and women's cross-country coach Jason Parr. They are both both teams are going to be competing at the KCAC meet tomorrow. The women are coming off a KCAC championship last year. The men with a solid runner-up finish, so we'll see what they can do tomorrow. Hope they can at least repeat that. It'd be awesome for both. So again, that is Jason Parr wishing them both luck tomorrow. Yes. They'll be in Salina. No. So thanks for joining us, Jason. No. Thank you. All right. So again, tomorrow that is in Salina. Both cross-country teams are in action at the KCAC meet. Okay. As far as our on-campus events here, no. we have uh, you've seen the releases. We've oh. had some postponed events. Uh, um, this week, if you haven't, check it out on our website, social media. Everyone, Games postponed at a later date. So, like, uh, everyone, if you're not following us like on social media, but you're listening to us right here, right now, I'm going to tell you this much. This whole entire week, and same with last week, has just been a huge roller coaster for every single sport almost here on campus. Like, it's been insane. Not gonna lie, like just with so many different either postponement postponements or cancellations or just in general, hey, we're just gonna have to like reschedule this one, whole nine yards, or just having some difficulties if we wanna say let's just call it difficulties <laughs> right now. Yeah. So a lot of <laughs> a lot of postponed events, but the next home event we do have um on campus is gonna be Tuesday night. The men's and women's comfort basketball conference games versus St. Mary, both of those are postponed, but the women is going to be hosting a non-conference game against Barclay College at mm -hmm. 6 p.m. inside the Garvey Center. So keep an eye out on that. The Falcons yeah. will be back in action then. So, to uh, them. Yep, yep. So that's something to look forward to. Next home event will be the Falcons against Barclay College, mm -hmm. 6 p.m. You can get tickets exclusively online, as always been the case this year, friendsathletics.com. So make sure you're looking out for that. Once they become available, they will be available exclusively online. So that's kind of it for Falcon Athletics right now. That's the next thing coming up. Uh, again, we'll keep up to date on friendsathletics.com and our social media channels uh, for any updates. I know it's a very fluid season, very fluid situation we're dealing with, but uh, we are getting games in. So keep an eye out for that and all the reschedules coming and make updates. Once they're announced, they'll be right there on the website and social media. So. Make sure you're keeping it, keeping in tune with that. All right, you want to do some NFL picks? College football, what you got? What's next? I mean, we have like college sports, but I don't, I don't, I'm tired of sports right mm -hmm. now. I'm tired of all of the college sports right now because it's kind of like floating the same boat as us, right? <laughs> like we don't know exactly what's going on. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. But yeah, let's just go straight into NFL. Go really to the NFL? Quick. Yeah, let's go into NFL and then we'll talk about some randomness before we get into our devotion because I have some randomness for you, Mr. Levi. I'm telling you. All right, randomness. The, I guess <laughs> the more random, the better, really. I know. Let, let's hope, anyway. The more random, the better. Uh, well, speaking of college sports, though, we, the college football is fluid, just like you know, you're know you seeing here with, with the NAIA. Six top 25 games are postponed, but there is some good games on. Um, tomorrow as well. I know tomorrow night Wisconsin plays at Michigan, um, so that that's that's a pretty big one. Notre Dame at Boston College. Notre Dame is coming off a big upset um, over Clemson. Clemson playing without quarterback Trevor Lawrence, uh, but Notre Dame got the double overtime win on Saturday night, handing Clemson their first loss. So Notre Dame will try to avoid the upset bug. If you, for those of you that remember, in 1993 Boston College upset Notre Dame before when they were number one. Notre Dame's not number one this year, but they are in a position for a playoff spot, and 
Notre Dame fell at home to Boston College. Boston College done it to them before. We'll keep an eye out on that. NFL games. Uh, oh, I know we have our game of the week is the Seattle Seahawks at the Los Angeles Rams. First place is on the line in the NFC West. Seahawks come in at 6-2. and two. Rams at 5-3. and three. So we'll get to that game last. We'll analyze that game last. We want to make some picks now. We want to go over our picks from last week. Actually, we didn't. Uh, we didn't we do never one last even week. did one last week. That's yeah. right. We apologize for not uh, coming on last week with you guys at all. Um, it's been a very – it was a very tough week. Uh, and some stuff ha- – some things happen in its life. Stuff happens all the time. But – so we, we didn't make any picks for this week's coming or well technically last week's coming up, but we can yeah. go over the ones from before. Yeah, that's what I'm looking at. Yeah, we, yeah. we can do that. Yeah. Let's go ahead and do that one. Yeah, that works. Just I know I won this last one here. <laughs> I know I won Philadelphia over Dallas. Sorry. Yeah, we have that, that one. one. Yeah, we no need to re- no need to rehash that really. <laughs> we, actually, that game was much closer than what people thought it was going to be, but oh, really? Eagles still got the win though. Yeah. All right, so the first one I believe we had was Cleveland and someone else. And Las Vegas Raiders. Yes. Las Vegas won. I think we both picked oh, Cleveland, it really? looks like. Interesting. Raiders went in one sixteen to 6. So. Hmm. Close game. We know you picked the Eagles. I picked the Cowboys. We got that one out of the way. <laughs> um, Buffalo beat New England 24-21 at home. All right. We both had Buffalo. Yep. Tennessee lost at Cincinnati, 31 to 20. Really? They are in a little bit of a skid right now. They lost also last night, 34 to 17 at home to the Colts. So they are in a little bit of a skid right now. They start out five and zero, and they've had a bit of a rough patch since then. Since they lost to Pittsburgh, yeah. So. Dang Pittsburgh, you really messed them up. I'm guessing. Yeah, they got now. They've not quite recovered from that yet. Indianapolis went into Detroit and won 41 to 21. Okay, so you won that one. You, yep. you said Indianapolis I won? I did, Indianapolis yeah. won, yep. Dagger. <laughs> and a big upset from the week before. Minnesota won at Green Bay, 28-22. Wow. Go Minnesota. I believe we both had Green Bay in that one. Yeah. Get it, Vikings. Chiefs won big, <laughs> 35-9 over the Jets. No surprise there. Nope. Miami wins 28-17 over the Rams. A little bit of a surprise there. <laughs> Yeah, you well, you picked Miami in an upset I on that. Did. You know you had that one. That's one of your upsets that failed out. Boom. Pittsburgh won at Baltimore in our game of the week. That was our game of the week, 28-24. Yep. I believe we both had Pittsburgh. Yep. The Broncos knocked off the Chargers 31-30. to Wow. I think we both had the Chargers in that yeah, one. Yeah, we did. That was going to be a close game either yep. way. Yeah, one of the Chargers' many last-second losses this year. Dang. Saints went at the Bears 26-23 in overtime. Um, Seattle won over San Francisco, 37-27. And Tampa Bay went into the Giants and won. We both had Tampa Bay 25-23, though, so close to what we would have thought. Yep. Giants actually led that game. Did I win this week? I think you won this week, too. But I just won. Okay, well, at least the Cowboys didn't cost me in that. That's true. I'm always kind of... I'm I really think, hang on, or did we tie? I forgot I'm about this game. Given, hang on. I'm kind of giving up one. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. We, we, we actually tied. tied. Okay. Yeah, we, we tied. did. We did. Didn't we tie last week? I think I or won by one time? last week. I think week you before. did. I think we thought we had, I had tied, and I'd come up with that last game we didn't see, and I won. Yeah. So. 
All right, so we tied. We did come up with a tie. Well, again, I give away. I, it's like I, you, it's like when I pick the Cowboys right now, you get a free space in bingo. It's kind of like a free, <laughs> like a, a free space. Pretty because much, I, yeah. I have a hard time picking against the Cowboys, but this week the Cowboys are on a bye, so I don't have to pick. Woo! There you go. But truth be told, I would have picked Pittsburgh. If we did our podcast last week, I was going to pick Pittsburgh and beat the Cowboys. And they barely won. I thought I would have been – I probably that's the one time I would have been – wish I would picked the Cowboys. Hmm. Pittsburgh come back at the last and one in the last in the fourth quarter. Oh. Dallas had the entire game. Third string quarterback Garrett Gilbert actually played really well for the Cowboys. Well, so Pittsburgh defense still has played their better. Streak going they on still there. are undefeated, but Dallas gave him one of the toughest games of the year. So, which is good. So uh, we can take that. Hey, moral victories. I don't like moral victories, but if that's all you got, then that's what you have. Moral so. victories are fun. What you talking about? Uh, not when they actually out. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so last week. Actually, let's go this week. Um, this week. Yep. Last night, I mentioned the Colts beat the Titans 34-17. First game we pick, Houston at Cleveland. I've got the Browns at home. Baker Mayfield, Houston, 2-6. and six. I think Cleveland gets that at home. you going to pick your hometown team or are you going to pick I it? think I'm going to pick my hometown team okay. just because they're, they're starting to roll. They're doing better than what they were-ish. Um, plus, I mean, I don't know. I just feel like, you know what, let's go with an upset, and hopefully Houston will try and pull it out, right? It would be an upset, but the Browns have been known. To, I mean, they sometimes play down to the level of their competition this, this year, so mm-hmm. um, it, it, could be a, it could be a close game. I got Cleveland. Washington at Detroit. Uh, I got the Lions uh, yeah. at home. Uh, the Lions are really hitting this. Uh, They'll win a game you don't think they're going to win. They're losing and they're supposed to win. Yeah. Washington's kind of in that same boat, though, to be honest. So, um, I'll I go got the Washington. Lions you go Detroit. I'll go Washington. We'll go either way. Yep. It's going to be wishy-washy either way, right? It's a toss-up, yep. <laughs> that, that game really is a toss-up. One game that's not a toss-up is Jacksonville at Green Bay. Green Bay 6-2, and two, Jacksonville 1-7. and seven. The only question in this game is can Jacksonville cover the spread? Green Bay's a 13.5-point favorite. Um, I got I got the Packers in this one. I did too. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Jacksonville, but yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. Green Bay. Eagles at the Giants. Mm. I think I'm going to give it to this the Giants. This is the NFC East where no, anything can happen. I mean, unbelievable. I mean, the Cowboys can, are still only one game behind in the win column in the AFC East. The way they, I mean, they really ended up with the four game losing streak. Um, so, I mean, technically, they're still mathematically alive in the division. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just the way NFC East this year. It's just the way it is. Um, Eagles won by one point in their first meeting 21 to 20 over the Giants in Philadelphia. This is in New York. The Eagles, are, with the Cowboys, with so many injuries, with Dak Prescott out, offensive line members still out. Now their starting cornerback, Trayvon Diggs, is going to miss at least four to six weeks. Their, their best cornerback. Um, the Eagles look like to be the most complete team in the division right now. As much as I don't want to say that, they look like they're the – I mean, if there is a complete team in the NFC, it looks like they've been the Eagles. That's said, I'm going Giants. Yeah. Like, remember, I can't pick the Eagles hardly. So, yeah. Um, I was going to go with the Giants anyways. Uh, I just like the Giants. I'm going Giants. And a lot of that's because I really can't pick the Eagles. <laughs> All right, Tampa Bay at Carolina. Tampa Bay a five-and-a-half-point favorite, but last week Tampa Bay looked really, really poor against New Orleans. Really? New Orleans won 38-3. to no. And it didn't even feel like it was that close so, yeah. watching the game. They New Orleans did what they wanted to on offense. Drew Brees, Alvin Kamara. No. 
Taysom Hill even come in with a few gadget plays. Um, the Saints are like the better team on both ends of the ball. Um, Tampa Bay, just their defense did not look as good as it had been. They're, they had been one of the top defense in the league, and they just got pushed around by the Saints. Carolina is a team that plays well. Then you, They almost upset Kansas City last week on the road, and they, they fell by one point. Um, Christian McCaffrey is out this week. He did play last week, had a huge game. He's out again this week. Um, Tampa Bay really needs to get back on the winning winning column. They're 6-3 and three right now. They are, yeah, Tampa Bay needs to bounce back after that poor performance. I'm going to go with a minor upset here. I'm going to go Carolina at mm-hmm. home. I think I'm going to go with Tampa Bay. I think that they're going to fall back into it. You know, like, I mean, everybody has, like, their rough days. I mean, Kansas City, they had a rough day, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, granted, Tampa Bay has had a couple more, but still, you know, like, I think that they're going to get rolling soon. Tampa Bay needs this fine. game. They need to get back in the win column. They, they yeah. need to bounce back. After and last I feel like since they know that they need this game, they're going to play hard for they it. They need to bounce so. back. Um, but I got Carolina at home. I think they pull a minor upset here. Hmm. Denver at Las Vegas. I think Raiders I'm five and three, Denver three and five. Denver's been playing better lately, but uh, the Raiders are still in contention for a playoff spot. They're a four-point favorite. I think, think I'm going to go with the Raiders. Just because I want the Raiders too. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just feel like they're definitely one. They have a little bit of a better record. Two, they they seem like they're there. Yep. You know, and that they want to be there. The Raiders are contending for a playoff spot right now. And they're John Gruden. Derek Carr's playing pretty well this year. Uh, Josh Jacobs, solid running back. I got the Raiders at home. Denver, though, has been playing much more competitively. Their offense is is rolling right now behind Drew Locke. And their receiving core. Jerry Judy had a big game last week, but Mm -hmm. I got the Raiders at home. Next one's going to be a fun one. Chargers at Miami. Chargers is is playing actually pretty well. Justin Herbert is, is the best rookie quarterback in the league right now. He is playing really well. He's on my fantasy team. Um, but the Chargers have found a way to lose at the last second multiple yeah. times this year. Miami is actually one of the hotter teams in the league right now. Yeah. And Tua Tagovailoa played really well at Arizona. They pulled an upset there. Had a great duel with Kyler Murray. And Miami at home, I'm with Miami 5-3. Yeah. and three. They're still in contention for the East. I'm going with Miami. No. That's what I was kind of thinking, too. I was like, yeah, I feel... Miami, Miami's really coming together, and especially since they are at home, I think that they're going to have a better chance. But I feel like you can't go wrong either way because Chargers, it just seems like it's coming down to like the last quarter for They've, them. And, it, like, and usually it's not worked out good for them. But yeah. I ain't going to be close. It, 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 Chargers oh, I think it's going to be a close But game. I got Miami at home. Miami's playing pretty well right now. Their head coach, Brian Flores. Yeah. Another fun game. This is actually our second um, our runner-up for our game of the week, Buffalo at Arizona. Yeah. Buffalo looked really good at home against Seattle last week, winning 44 to 34. Josh Allen outdueling Russell Wilson mm-hmm. for the Bills. The Bills are the odds-on favorite in the NFC East. The Cardinals come in at five and three, and like our and there's a scenario too this week where the Cardinals, if they win, they could also be in first place in the NFC West. If the Rams beat the Seahawks. Then that would, and the Cardinals beat the Bills. That would actually create a three-way tie in the NFC West. <laughs> so uh, that's uh, the Bills have a really good defense. The Cardinals, uh, their defenses have been a little bit hit and miss here, but their offense is spectacular with Kyler Murray running the 
running the ship with DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, Kenyon Drake will be back this week, running back, so they'll have their running back duel with him and Chase Edmonds. Uh, this is a close game. I'm going with the Cardinals uh, at home. I think they bounced back from last week's tough, tough loss to Miami. But Buffalo is this is a this is a potential. I don't want to say Super Bowl preview because I, I don't think it's I don't think it's that high of stakes. But I do think the I think it's going to be a really good game. And I think the Cardinals narrowly pull it out at home. I think I'm going to go with Buffalo. Just because, I mean, they do have a pretty solid defense, you know. And, I mean, a great offense playing against a great defense, it's all around going to be a really great game, you know. And, I don't know. I just feel like Buffalo, they could probably pull it out. I don't know. I feel like this is going to be too close to call and I'm perfectly fine that we split on this one. Yeah, this is a good game. Buffalo looked really good last week. Um, the Cardinals actually did too, but Miami's playing well right now. Yeah. That was a shootout back and forth. Um, the Cardinals missed a 49-yard field that would have tied it. Um, they lost 34-31. Really, really good game, though, that this one should be. San Francisco at New Orleans. Uh, Saints 9.5 point fair at the 49ers. Are injury riddled. I, the Saints look like they found themselves yeah. last week. I don't even think this game is close. Saints win big. That's what I'm thinking, too. The Saints really – I mean, last week was probably – the best game, at, or at least one of the best games the team has played all year yeah. overall. I mean, they went in. That was going to be our game of the week last week. The Saints, if we had had mm-hmm. our podcast, mm-hmm. Saints, Tampa <laughs> Bay, was going to be our game of the week. And it was a it was a route almost in the beginning. The Saints win 38-3. They looked like a Super Bowl. They looked like the best team in the NFC. I thought going into last week, Tampa Bay was the best team I see in the NFC. No, New Orleans right now, I think, has taken that mantle. Seattle at times has looked like that team as well, but their defense has so many leaks that there's so much pressure on Russell Wilson to score 30, 35 points every game to win, just like last week. They lost the Bills 44-34. So I think New Orleans is the most complete team right now in the NFC. I think they win big on Sunday. Cincinnati at Pittsburgh. Now this game, the Bengals, Joe Burrow, their offense is pretty good, and, and they seem to be in every game. And Pittsburgh kind of seems to let teams in every game. Mm-hmm. But they've not lost. They're 8-0. No, they're undefeated. They could have easily lost to Dallas last week. They were down 10-0 in the first half. They were down at halftime. They were down in the fourth quarter. Come back and won 24-19. Actually, the Cowboys had about the 20-yard line uh, with the last play of the game with the pass the end zone that fell incomplete. So Dallas had a chance at the very end to win that game. Pittsburgh did survive, though. They're 8-0. No. I'm going to go Pittsburgh yeah, at home. Go Pittsburgh. But... I think this game might be closer than what people might would think the records would show. But I think Pittsburgh, I don't think they lose at home this week. Well, yeah, and I think that it's mainly going to be close because, I mean, they did kind of have a rough week last week. You know, like they – Dallas gave them a run for their money. They really did. And I think that they were going to try and take advantage of that and started playing down too, you know. It didn't seem like they were really well connecting at all and just something was definitely off. But – I feel like now that they did see that, now they've realized that, and it's like, ooh, man, we got close. They're going to probably play a little bit harder. So I think that Pittsburgh is going to be fine. Yeah, I think Pittsburgh wins. I think this yeah. game will be close what you might would think. Because Cincinnati true. does score, and I think it will be a, it's a rivalry. So, ooh, um, love rivalry games. Yep, it, it could be close to what people think, but I think Pittsburgh survives. Sunday night football, Baltimore, New England, two teams going in opposite directions. New England started out like they may be more competitive than what we thought uh, without Tom Brady, but they're now 3-5 and five 
and they did win against the Jets, but uh, um, Jets. <laughs> they are three and five though, and they're not. Uh, yeah, they're not playing really well right now. Cam Newton has been uh, off and on, and, and and they had this five against the Jets. It's only thirty twenty seven yeah. on Monday Night Football against Joe Flacco. So I don't, uh, I don't see the Patriots winning this game. Baltimore is a seven point favorite on the road, and how many times have you seen New England over the years? New England was never even a home underdog. I can remember in a seven-point underdog at home. That's just kind of surreal seeing where they've come and where they've been and where they are now. Baltimore, though, has also been inconsistent this year, especially oh, offensively. Yeah. Lamar Jackson has not had the kind of season that he had last year when he won the MVP. Um, he's been – he's still had trouble finding things out. But last week at Indianapolis mm-hmm. against a really good Colt team, really good Colt defense that currently ranks third in the NFL on efficiency – they seem to get some things clicking. They won 24-10. The Colts led for a little while in the first half. And we saw last night how good the Colts are when it's so big at Tennessee. Baltimore won that game 24-10. to So I think Baltimore is starting to find something now. It's starting to click a little bit. They're still 6-2. and two, So they managed to survive a lot of their uneven outings. And I think Baltimore wins Sunday night at New England. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. I, I like Ravens. They're the second roll. half last week, Lamar Jackson played like the Lamar Jackson from last year. Yeah, against a really good Colt defense, he played really well. So I think Baltimore gets done at New England and and moves to seven and two. Uh, Monday Night Football: Vikings and the Bears. Vikings only three and five. Bears five and four. But again, you kind of it's kind of like teams going in opposite directions a little bit. Yeah. Dalvin Cook has the last two weeks has been spectacular. If you're playing against him in fantasy football, I, I feel for you. Just like I did last week, he can he can single-handedly carry a team to victory. Even though my team did survive last week with a win, <laughs> he, he he is having that good of a season right now. The last last two weeks, he has really played well. Uh, the Vikings have started after a really really slow start. The Vikings are playing well right now. The Bears got off to a quick start, four zero. They've struggled since, even though they're still five and four offensively. They don't they have trouble moving the ball. They're still got a lot of talent on defense, so at home you you can't you can't take the Bears for granted. But the Vikings, how many times? And how many times do you see a team that's three and five in a divisional game play at a team that's five and four, and yet the three and five team is actually a two and a half point favorite to win? Hmm. Um, I don't think that's happened many times. Mm-mm. And but I'm going to pick the Vikings to win this. The, the Bears are just not playing well right now. Um, they still got talent on defense, but the Vikings are, are appearing behind Dalvin Cook's running ability. Kirk Cousins is, is on the upswing. He's been a little inconsistent, but he's on the upswing. The Vikings have great talent on the receiver position with Adam Thielen and also on defense. This is the kind of the Vikings team the last couple weeks we thought we was going to get the whole year that we didn't get prior. And I think the Vikings win in Chicago. I think I'm just going to go with the Bears. Just because I think it's fun. Yep. Yeah, Chicago Bears. Let's go! I'm still rooting for you, Chicago Bears. Don't worry. They are The Bears are struggling right now, though. In fact, if some people think if Trubisky was healthy, they may be a quarterback switch because Nick Foles has been struggling some. Um, we know what he's done elsewhere before Chicago, but he's been struggling some. Trubisky is not healthy. So... Nick Foles is the quarterback right now. But the Bears offense, I'm just not sure they can score enough to beat the Vikings. They need to create a cut their they need their defense to create a couple turnovers. 
um, to hang in, and they, they have the talent to do that with Khalil Mack leading the way up front. Very good defensive line. They can do that, but uh, I think the Vikings got it done in Chicago. Yes. All right, so that's that. Other sports going on. NBA seasons will begin December 22nd. NBA draft is next Wednesday night, November the 18th. You already got trade rumors swirling around Chris Paul, the Oklahoma City Thunder, where he may land. Um, so we, we always going to keep an eye out uh, on that. Uh, MLB is announcing their end of season aw- awards. Uh, MVP of the American League is Jose Abreu with the White Sox. Uh, Atlanta Braves' Freddie Freeman won the National League MVP. No. So Freddie Freeman, the first MVP of the Braves had since Chipper Jones. And Jose Abreu, the first MVP with the White Sox since Frank Thomas. The Big Heart did it back in 1993. So those sports are in their offseason right now, but uh, still... Still heating up the news waves a little bit huh, yep. this week. All right, what you got, randomness? Is that next, random? Yes, we got our randomness next. Okay, so for I have a question for you actually. So, do you believe in people celebrating Christmas before Thanksgiving? You know, I think that is a really, really good question. I think it's a polarizing question. But here, here's my take. I, I want to enjoy every season as it comes. Um, I even get a kick out of Halloween just because I get we get candy and stuff. Yes. So I enjoy that. Um, sadly, it's now basically gone now. But um, I want to enjoy every season. But I think, I think I start probably getting into the Christmas spirit a little bit, probably before Thanksgiving, and then once Thanksgiving hits. And you eat your turkey and dressing and mashed potatoes and all that kind of stuff, pumpkin pie. Then it really feels like the Christmas season. So I yeah. think on both. I think I don't mind. I don't mind putting our Christmas tree up early. I don't mind um, kind of get listening to Christmas music a little bit early. Yeah. Um, I think that's fun. And I don't know that I really get into watching Christmas specials, Christmas movies after Thanksgiving because that really that's kind of where it hits. When you start watching Christmas specials, Christmas movies, Frosty the Snowman, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, all that, all the Christmas movies. The Santa Claus with Tim Allen is also yeah. a movie. Um, that's probably my favorite movie, honestly, mm-hmm. for Christmas. Actually, the Santa Claus 2 is my favorite. <laughs> but um, but all those are really good. But there's a lot of them out there. I really want to enjoy those with the Christmas season. So I, it's hard for me to really get into it that much before Thanksgiving. But I do, I'll allow some of it, so. I won't totally discount it. Mm -hmm. So, my whole take on this contemplating question that so many people just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. There's no right and there's no wrong. My full-on take of it is that I want to respectfully respect Thanksgiving. Do I care if others do it? No. I mean, I care a little bit for stores just because I'm like, come on, man. You know, like, we completely skipped a whole holiday, right? But at the same time, I don't usually care, especially if other people do it in their own homes and different things like that. I personally don't like to put up any Christmas decorations until after Thanksgiving. That's my take on it. But I did have the biggest revelation, like ever okay here on the on this argument on this argument right here okay biggest i've never thought about it this way before but okay so i was on the social media app tiktok 
this came across my page really quick or like on my account you know like you have like the for you page or whatever this came across that it is a guy sitting in his car and he is he's debating like he has like a full-on thing for this like this is like the question this is like the answer to the argument or at least it's a definitely an answer for me so what it is is that he asked uh, he said this is a comment or this is a answer for all of those that say you should not celebrate Christmas before Thanksgiving number one Christmas is the celebration of Jesus Christ's birth right so that should be celebrated all year long right I agree with that I actually 100% agree with that so that should be celebrated all year long number two he says apple cider eggnog hot chocolate delicious it's amazing I would agree with apple cider and hot chocolate eggnog not my thing but if that's your thing that's you that's you but that could be celebrated year-round too right eggnog is an acquired taste I know right now, now I will say this eggnog is something that I would only drink really maybe on Christmas Eve yeah or on Christmas morning or right before Christmas because there's something that kind of like it's nostalgic with it yeah. like it's tradition like it makes you feel like it's Christmas so. yep but any other time of the year, I would never drink it. It's just to make you feel Christmas. That's but it. would you drink like the apple cider or hot yes. chocolate? Oh, I drink hot See? chocolate. I drink hot chocolate today. Yeah. See, that's something yes. we celebrate any other time because it's delicious. Yes. It's amazing. And then three, he said number three, Thanksgiving. Here, here's there. Here's the reason why that was number three. It's. <laughs> Sorry, it's a little funny, but um, so you got to think about it this way. Jesus was alive, right? Then he died, but then he came back to life, right? Like he took a break for three days. Let's say he took a break, not died. He took a break for three days and then he came back to life. Okay, so that's like the same thing with Christmas and Thanksgiving. Okay, so I'm going to celebrate Christmas on November 1st because I'm celebrating the Lord and I'm celebrating his birth and I'm excited for Christmas, right? I'm going to take a break for Thanksgiving though. Then after Thanksgiving is over, I'm going to go straight back into Christmas mode, right? And I was like, dude, I never thought of it that way. That's really cool. That I'll, I'll tell you what you just did was you just justified and you used Jesus to justify. I it. know. You just used Jesus to justify getting a whole extra month of Christmas celebration in. I know. That that's good for our listeners. I hope you hope they take advantage of that. I I'm still not sure I'm gonna watch Christmas specials until after Thanksgiving, but yeah. but I, I may try to. That, that's a good point though. But I was like, holy poop. Yep. I never thought of it that way. Like it was just like. Okay, like, I mean, we always thought, okay, no, I mean, sure, you can celebrate a little bit of Christmas if you really want to get into that, maybe put up your decorations a little bit earlier just because you won't have them out for so long or whatever the case is, and so you kind of do it right before Thanksgiving or, like, right after Thanksgiving. I usually do it right after Thanksgiving or, like, the day of Thanksgiving, not going to lie. Um, is when I start putting out my decorations because it's fun. I enjoy decorating. It's fun. But... <laughs> I 100% never 
thought of it in the way, okay, we're going to relate Christ into this conversation and into this and argument. You and, and you, you know what? You it, cannot so. argue yep. with Jesus Christ, right? Yep. He was alive. He took a break for a few days, right? Just like we would take a break for Thanksgiving. We still respect Thanksgiving. We still have all of that, right? Because we need to be grateful and we need to we need to give thanks, right? We need to give thanks to the Lord, right? And like count our blessings and make sure that we're grateful for everything that we've gotten. But then we're gonna go straight back into celebrating Christmas. <laughs> So you really, you justified celebrating Christmas earlier than what most people would. Technically, I didn't justify it. This guy justified it. But I'm telling you, like, it was a huge, like, revelation in my brain. Like, it literally, like, blow your mind type of situation. That's yep. what happened. Yeah. That, that, so you, that, that, that's right. So I think, I think we found the answer to this argument. Now, if you still want to give the whole month to Thanksgiving, that is on you. But all I'm saying is now I do have a legitimate reason as to why I'm going to start celebrating Christmas November 1st. That's... Then I take a break. I do like to celebrate Thanksgiving. I, I'm, I love to eat. I love eating. Eating is fun. I, I like to gobble till you wobble, right? My mom has a shirt that says that, so it made me think of that. That's, yeah, <laughs> that, that, that's accurate. That, that, that's See? <laughs> and then you can go straight into Christmas and celebrating his birth. You know? We're celebrating Jesus and God the whole entire two months, so why not? That's good. This I will say this. I don't know if... In fact, we may, we may, we may put a poll on this. Um, <laughs> maybe next week or something. We may we may make a poll in this call with your game of the week call. It'd be fun to hear everybody's thoughts. But I will say this: it's a very like I said, it's a polarizing question. It's a question that has no definitive answer. But I'll say this: your revelation may have changed the conversation. I bit. know, right? I think it changed the conversation to people who don't want to celebrate Christmas until after Thanksgiving, I'm which I'm kind of in the middle of. I, yeah. I said I I will I will partake in some things anyway. So I'm not one that just has to wait after Thanksgiving. But it's kind of that's kind of like the tipping point. Yeah, but. I think you changed. The, I think you, you changed the dialogue a little bit at least. It blew my mind, and not gonna lie, I saw this yesterday, and I'm already like debating on putting up all my Christmas decorations just because of this. Just because of this one guy telling me that we can literally celebrate Christmas. It it should be okay because we're celebrating Jesus Christ all year around, right? Or we're supposed to be celebrating him all year around. And then we're just going to take a quick little break, you know? Yeah. And then we'll just go straight back into all the holiday festivities. It's so much fun. I'm sorry, but I am a Christmas favorite. My two favorite holidays are definitely Halloween and Christmas. Any other any other holiday, I don't know why, but it's just it's not irrelevant, but it's definitely like like minor, right? Like those are my two all-time favorite holidays that I like to celebrate. They're just a lot of fun and you can do so much with them. So um, listeners out there, hashtag talking with friends. Do you agree with Morgan that we need to start celebrating Christmas Christmas November the first? So we're going to do a poll on this probably next week, but I want to hear from you now if you're listening. Hashtag us talking with friends and, um, and let us know what you think. And I think it changed the dialogue a little I bit. I think it did. I think it does. I think, I think it gives us something else to think about. Yeah. I'm like, I think that it's just like, it's a good, like, 
somewhat of an answer. Like, it just changes the conversation just a tiny bit to where yeah. it's just enough to make people think and wonder, huh, you know, you're probably right. Like, that's what happened to me. I used to not think that way, and now I'm like, huh, you're probably right. Yeah, it makes you think differently. Yeah. It makes you think a little bit different. Yeah, I think it changes things a little bit. We'll see what changes anybody's mind. Then we'll do a poll. We'll see how everybody, everybody thinks next week. We'll talk. <laughs> we'll talk about this again next week. We will revisit this next week. We will week. revisit. Um, we'll revisit it next week at live at one o'clock, um, right here, and we'll see what you guys all. We'll see what you all think about it. But I think Morgan's idea has kind of changed how we should think about this. At you least. know what? Uh, this is going to be like my own segment on this show now. Like randomness with Morgan. Let's yep. do it. Yeah, and then we'll revisit. We'll have to have a poem or revisit it next yes. week. Yeah, we'll see, what everybody, we'll see what everybody thinks. But I like this though. Actually, I like this. Right? I think that's good. I, I think, think that's a good fine. idea. I, I think, think that's good. I mean, We're doing that. So be ready. If you have any random topics you want me to discuss, let me know with hashtag talking with friends. Seriously, one, let us know about your thoughts on this one conversation. And two, what other topics do you think I should discuss? Because trust me, I'm willing to discuss a lot of things. It's a lot of fun to me. I can attest to that. That, that, is, that <laughs> is a fact. That is, that is not debatable. That is a fact. We already yeah. have really weird yep. conversations. Yep. We do, and it's fun. So, yeah, she'll, she'll get into nearly anything with us uh, for you. So, yeah, hashtag talking with friends if you want to hear anything random but let us know your thoughts on that we'll have a poll um shortly and we'll see what uh, what others think we'll, we'll see what you think here we'll revisit it next week and see what yes. everybody see if everybody agrees with you or uh, um see if, see if you didn't change your minds at all see if I'm they still saying. think it's uh, see if they still think it's too early to celebrate I'm christmas because i'll tell you this is speculating i think before this segment, I think people will probably be close to 50 50 yeah. on when they celebrate Christmas. Let's see if it changes anybody's minds. Let's see if yep. it's 50 50 or above to yeah. see if, if they want to celebrate Christmas. I just, early. Want to see, I just want to see how people think about that because yep. I, I mean, it changed my way of thinking, and I'm like, huh, okay, let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Any more randomness, or are we done with randomness? No, we're done with we're randomness done with for okay, the day, because well, my other random thing you told me yep. I can't talk about. So. Yeah, yep. <laughs> Maybe next week. We'll Maybe see. next week. We'll see. I think, I think I, that was good. This was good randomness today. This was good. Um, before we get your devotion, though, we want to make our pick for our NFL game of the week. Yes. Seattle and the Rams. We left off with Vikings and the Bears. Um, Seattle and the Rams is our Talking with Friends podcast game of the week. It is for NFC for first place the NFC West, Seattle and the Los Angeles Rams. Seattle is coming off a really tough shootout loss to Buffalo 44 to 34. Their defense has been really struggling lately. Russell Wilson still playing in an MVP form, but he didn't have enough last week to pull it out. So they lost at Buffalo. The Rams 5 and 3. No. One game out, tied with the Cardinals for second place the NFC West. The Rams have a lot of weapons too. Jared Goff at quarterback. He's been up and down. He was in the Super Bowl, if you remember, a couple years ago. They don't have Todd Gurley anymore. They kind of run it by committee. Daryl Henderson, I believe, is the Rams starting running back for this week. He still has weapons. Robert Woods and Cooper Cup. The Rams still have Sean McVay as well, calling plays. Very good offensive play caller. Seattle has a dynamic set of weapons of their own. DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. It's expected Jalen Ramsey, the Rams' top cornerback, will be on DK Metcalf. It could allow Tyler Lockett some room to roam. And before I, we make our picks, everybody told us one conclusion on this. Everybody nearly picked Seattle. Really? Interesting. Um, I believe it was 86% on Twitter picked Seattle or close to it. 
A little bit closer on Instagram, 69% picked Seattle, but um, the, the, the finding conclusion was it was Seattle. Hmm. And I, I'm going to say this, the Rams at home, I think they score on Seattle. I think Seattle, again, their defense, I'm just not sure I can trust their defense. The Rams defense is also not locked down, but they do have Aaron Donald mm -hmm. up front. Mm -hmm. And I am going to go against our view listeners on this. I'm going to pick the Rams really? at home. They are, and actually they are a favorite, I believe, to win. Um, Seattle is not quite what I thought they was. They've lost, at, they've lost two tough road games. They lost at Arizona. They've lost at Buffalo. Both of which our defense gave up. They gave up 37 points to Cardinals, 44 to Buffalo. I don't think they're going to stop the Rams. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. But I think the Rams, due to Seattle, what Arizona did and Buffalo did, they moved the ball. They forced Russell Wilson just to one or two mistakes to win the game. And they still have top premier performers on defense. Again, Aaron Donald up front is as good as it gets in the game. Jalen Ramsey, a top cornerback for the Rams. I think the Rams win a game such as 35-31 type game. Yeah. Well, I think I'm going to go with Seattle. I'm going to go with everybody else just because, I mean, I agree with you. I think it's going to be way too close of a game to fully, fully call. You know, because I think Seattle, they were they were rocking and rolling before. I think that they're going to get their groove back. I think that they're going to figure it out. And sure, they've been kind of struggling a little bit on the road, but what team doesn't struggle on the road, right? And... I don't know. I just feel like they'll they'll try and, and get the job done, and I think that I'm going to go with Seattle. All right, this game is on the road again at the Rams. Rams are actually one and a half point favorite, but our listeners uh, on social media all hell but I'm going to pick Seattle. Maybe Seattle does bounce back. If this game is played two weeks, got to pick Seattle without hesitation. Mm -hmm. But after what I have seen the last two to three weeks with how they have, uh, they did win big over San Francisco in the in between, but losing at Arizona, losing at Buffalo gives me pause. I think the Rams win at home, and I think at the end of the day, if my picks hold up, we could have a three-way tie for first place in the NFC West, really? which is the best division in football, Seattle, Arizona, and the Rams. So um, even with San Francisco down, it's still the best division in football. Yeah. So um, that could be chaotic. If Seattle wins, they're the clear favorite in the division. But um, Rams win. You, you want chaos. You want drama down the stretch in the NFC West. You want to root for the Rams and the Cardinals this week because <laughs> that's you're going to have it after that. No. All right, now it's devotional time. Now we're getting into the devotional Which is my favorite part still yet. I, <laughs> I don't All know. Right. I feel like randomness now is going to be pretty fun. That's fun. That's fun. That's fun. All right, take it away. Okay, so once again, I get all my devotionals from Big Life Podcast um, from Pamela Krim. She's super amazing and, again, relates mostly to women and to girls, but... If you're into that type of stuff, go and listen to her and go and follow her. And she's amazing, absolutely amazing, and gives great devotionals every single day that relates so, so much to life. So today's pod—sorry, uh, cannot talk right now. But today's uh, devotion is going to be called "Complaining Creates Delay." I want you to get this visualize, like this image in your head. So, like, close your eyes and, and and just imagine your family road trips, right? Right. So, thinking back on all my family road trips, let's just say I have two other siblings, and <laughs> me and my brother literally fight, or we did fight like cats and dogs 
all the time. Oh my goodness. And my sister definitely instigated quite a bit of it. But anyways, it's okay. A little over right now. <laughs> but anyways, so on this family road trip, you know that you're getting to your destination. You're just wanting to get there. You're just wanting to get there, right? And so are your kids. So they start to nag and they start to ask the questions. Where are we? How much longer? Are we there yet? And they just keep complaining and keep nagging. And then all of a sudden, you get the fighting. Yeah. You get the constant bickering. Like, oh my goodness, he's on my side. He's touching me or she's touching me. This is not okay. Like, mom, what are we going to do? And then all of a sudden, your dad is like, that's it. Have enough. So they pull over the car and they start straightening people out, right? Well, it caused a delay in the road trip. That complaining and that nagging and that fighting and that negativity caused the delay in already a super long road trip. I don't know. I think our longest road trip that I've ever been on was from Texas all the way up to Michigan, but Florida was a close second. Yeah, you go on a lot of long road trips. So I now. do. I do go on a lot of ro long road trips. My family always has. I've had. I have family spread out all over. We've not gone on a lot of long road trips like that. But it's been long enough. I mean, yeah. sometimes even an hour road trip can seem like an eternity. It really can, and it's just because like they're anticipating. They want to get out of the car. They want to be at the destination already, and you yourself already want to be at the destination because one, you're either excited to get to wherever you're going. Or you just want the kids to stop talking and to stop fighting, right? So it makes this like you you also want to be there, but your negativity and all these complaints and all of these um, delays are just going to continue and make your trip even longer. We get lost in the idea of just getting somewhere and the excitement that we forget to enjoy the journey. We complain about not getting to the destination, in which cause delays, and then the negative emotions, which cause, which makes the trip even longer, and just makes it all around worse. The delays bring out the worst in us. In us, I 100% can testify to that because I couldn't tell you how many times I wanted to probably kill my little brother. <laughs> I love him to pieces now. Super, super proud of everything that he does. But yes. Who I wanted to kill him <laughs> a few times. Yeah, real life experience. Oh, man. <sighs> yeah, we, we would get into it. But anyways, so it brings out the worst in each and every single one of us. In life, we are on a really long road trip, right? Like, this is just a huge, long road trip. And just a really big, this is probably one of the biggest journeys. It is the biggest journey you will go on. Obviously, I mean, it's life, right? So, like, your journey and you're focused on the destination. You're focused on arriving places. And in your journey, you're focused on getting to that goal. You're focused on getting to your happily ever after. And for college students, you're focused on getting, your, um, getting to graduation, getting your diploma, being successful in life, and, become, and be a part of your successes. You want to already be there. You want to, you are, we are so fixated on just arriving that we don't enjoy the journey. Instead, we complain and we can't fully enjoy life. I know looking back now that 
my freshman year was so super hard for me. Once, one, it was the furthest and the longest I've ever been away from home and from my family and from my parents. And literally, like, here in Wichita, I have nobody. Like, none of my family live anywhere near here. But at the end of the day, I'm looking back now, and as a senior, I'm so glad that I stayed because I have so many memories, and I enjoyed my time here. And that's how a lot of college students actually feel. So you have to look back and enjoy that and live your life and enjoy that. Don't complain about it. Don't be so fixated on just arriving to your destination and to that goal or to that getting married, that happily ever after. You have time for all of that. Don't rush into it. On the journey, we will go through the desert and it is in the desert we are disappointed and we are reliant on the provisions of God and God proves himself faithful faithful and to he and God proves himself faithful to prove in ways only he can or to provide in ways that he can sorry i miss wrote that I meant provide so he provides in ways that only he can and he will provide for us in unspeakable ways okay like let's say you're having a bad day but you know what you're gonna stay positive you're gonna go through it and God's gonna give you the provision and I mean you can reach into your pocket and there you go you find a $20 bill you know what you or you needed to get gas and you didn't have a lot of money, but or you didn't have enough money to probably get gas today, but now you found a $20 bill, and you can do that. Or you know what? You want to go get some ice cream, but you probably shouldn't spend money on getting ice cream, but God provided something for you to do that. And, and you're grateful for it. But there's also times that you might not know that he is providing that for us for a later thing. Let's say that uh, I'm going to give the example that my that Pamela Cram gave us today in our devotion. She there's a there's a woman who had negative dollars in her bank account, and let's just say I don't know if you guys have ever been down that road, but I have one like a couple times on accident, and it stinks. It absolutely stinks, mm -hmm. and you don't like that feeling, but you have to provide somehow, some way. So she went out before she had, um, before she had gone completely broke-ish in a way. She had bought this facial cream that had never been used, never been opened, never anything, and she had just purchased it not too long ago. She had to decide whether she was going to return it and keep or uh, return it and go get diapers for the, for the baby or keep it and still be broke. So she returned it. She returned the facial cream even though she did not want to. And she's now providing for the baby by getting the diapers. God gave her that facial cream to now officially provide an alternative for her to actually have enough to go and provide for those in her life that need it more. And sometimes we don't see that. You can be broke, but you don't have to be broken. 
God will provide. He has proven time and time and time again, uh, not only in my life, but I'm sure in your life as well, that he will provide for you. And He, even if you don't understand how or you don't understand why you have to make a decision between one thing or the other thing, he's giving you those alternatives and he has provided so much in your life so that you have the alternatives if you get into a sticky situation. We have to stay grateful for what God provides for us. This is a time, like, this is the month of being grateful. This is the month of us giving. This is the month of us becoming blessed and counting our blessings every single day and just be grateful for everything that we have in our life. So stay grateful for everything God provides for you, but also stay grateful in everything that you do. Complaining and being ungrateful will only cause delays in your journey. It only makes things worse. It only, I forgot exactly what the um, story is, but it's when the, I wanna say uh, the, I'm drawing a blank 100%, but I'm sure you will know what I'm talking about when Jesus, when they had to go to the promised land and they had to cross the desert and it was only supposed to take 11 days, but it ended up taking, 40 days because they kept complaining and they kept arguing and yep, they kept yeah yep, but god was providing every single step of the way for them but if they would have stopped complaining then they would have completed this journey in 11 days and made it to the promised land in which they needed to be at yep yep that's very good yep again god provided the, the, yes. whole, the whole entire time but yet they were still in yes. their own you know thoughts and um Mm-hmm. And complaining and not not happy with the process that yep. it took a lot longer. Like they just trusted God and did what they were supposed to. It would have been a lot quicker. Yep. Yeah, for sure. One of our verses for today is Proverbs twenty one twenty three. Those who guard their mouths and their tongues keep themselves from calamity. For those that don't know what calamity means, calamity is actually defined as damage distress and and disaster so if you have those different things going on in your life right now which not gonna lie I've had quite a few things going on in my life right now so I'm definitely checking myself after this devotion now but you if you have those different things going on in your life right now that are causing so much damage distress and just disaster all the way around then check yourself you need to check yourself and check your mouth because you need to check and guard your mouth because maybe you have been complaining you've been complaining way too much or you've just been complaining in general and now jesus has pulled the car over just say whoa check yourself and now you're complaining about it so you need to take that step back and that causes a delay on your journey to where you need to be and to where you need to go or want to go. So he's trying to like stop you and help you realize that you need to get over the complaining. If you don't want delays, then don't complain about it. Don't complain about the journey. Just sit back, relax, and ride through the journey on your way to your goal, on the way to the happily ever after, on the way to the successes in life. Just sit back, enjoy it, because I promise you guys, 
that's the best way that you can honestly live is that you have to enjoy your life if you are not enjoying life then seriously once again check yourself and check the different things that you are going or that are going on in your life my ending thought for this devotion is going to be Psalms 19:14. Now, I want you guys to let this sit with you for a little bit and I want you guys to reflect on it. I really really do. It goes, "Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable to you, my Lord." That is going to be our ending thought for this devotion and I hope that this will sit with you for a little bit and I will repeat it one more time because it is like a prayer. This is like our prayer for the day almost. I mean we're going to pray after this obviously but this is a prayer that you need to speak out loud and if you're listening with us right now or listening to us later on I would like for you to say it out loud with me too. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable to you, my Lord. And we're going to end it there. That's excellent. And it really is a prayer because uh, if we pray that prayer every morning, if we read that verse every morning, think of how our our day, our interaction with people could change. Mm-hmm. Because how many times do we say things to each other or our coworkers, friends, family, whoever? That, that wouldn't be acceptable to the Lord. We don't think of it like that, really. We we get in our own ambition sometimes, get in our own um, you know thoughts and the way we are, and we don't really think about how it's acceptable to the Lord, and that's uh, that's very good. The devotion also is very good, and also it kind of reminds me of when we were kids. Of, I don't think it's still this way now, a little bit, um, of how you know you're just wanting to get home, you want to play video games or play with your friend, or you want to get to your destiny, you want to get gone. Your mom and dad want to stop at Walmart or the grocery store to get something to eat. You don't want to do that. You throw such a big fit. And and then they may even turn around the car and just go home. Okay, we're done. But then when you get home, you don't have anything to eat. Nothing to drink. And you're thinking, okay, if I just been more patient uh, instead of just trying to get it over with. uh, Not knowing what was best. They know what was best. uh, Then you know, it would have been a lot better. So I think patience, I think we're all kind of we all want to see the. We all want the cake to be done before it's baked. Yes. yes. We don't want to let it play out. We want to see the end result. And sometimes God is not ready to show us the end result yet. It's mm-hmm. all a process. We're all being. It's 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 a work. We're all a work in progress. Mm-hmm. And and I think a lot of times we don't really realize that God's timing is always best. And sometimes we just have to be patient for the final answer. We may not see it in our time. We may not see it as quick as we want to. But we have to trust that God has a plan for us. And yeah. sometimes it may not turn out exactly the way we want it to. We may not yeah. get everything we want all the time. But uh, when you are when you actually pray God's will, you're praying for something different. You're praying for him to have his way, not our way. So even if mm-hmm. it's not what we want, we're trusting that it's God's plan. It's yeah. God's will for us. So and it may not always look like our will, but it, it's totally different. We can be satisfied with it. Yeah. And you just have to enjoy that time. I get it. It's hard. Trust me. I I 100% understand. It is hard. But you have to learn to accept it and to enjoy it. Because the more that you enjoy life, the better things are for you. And the better off 
you are and the more God will continue to provide in your life and then that's his will right there just like you said like we just have to be patient enough to um, pray for his will and to actually accept his will and you know in my life because I tell you literally everything almost and I mean thinking back on it I'm like I really am enjoying the rest of my time here it feels like like this year it feels like it's going by so fast but at the same time it really doesn't because we're sitting back and we're enjoying the little things in life like us doing this podcast guys this is our first year obviously ever doing the podcast right. this is the yeah. first time we ever even thought about doing a podcast and this is our first year ever fully yeah. working together and that's something to celebrate and that's something to enjoy in life and we have to yeah. continue to live the little things and just think about the little little things like that's like my coach now he focused on the little things if you focus on the little things in life and you enjoy it then continue to do it yep and i think that is a good kind of big picture the way to look at because i think the common theme and i and i get why people say it i, I totally get it but mm-hmm. i think the common theme for people is 2020 has been horrible it's been awful yep. can we just get it out can we just get it out of the way and just move on and I don't. I see the bad things that's happened, and a lot of unfortunate things have happened. I know COVID's certainly at the top of it, mm-hmm. but there's other things too, and that we've had to navigate that's different. We've had to fight through adversity and do things a lot differently. But I won't. It's hard for me to call it a bad year. I don't think I ever will because so many good things have come out of this. Yes. Just like you said, you know, our podcast we're doing, the new stuff we're doing here. Um, you working for me now? A lot of stuff has been good, and and I don't. And if I call this a bad year, then I think I'm overshadowing the good things that's come out of yes. it so i'm just kind of forgetting those and just focusing on the negative and and i think there's a lot of positive things that's happened too and i know i'm probably the minority i know people just kind of want to get this year with and i get it it's <laughs> been weird it's been strange been different but so many good things that i wouldn't trade anything for yeah. has happened and i'm not i'm not willing to just discard my, this year i, I don't yeah. think we can do that i think we got to look at the good stuff that's happened and um a whole lot of a whole lot of positive as well god's done a lot of good stuff for us and um, I think you know, this year's not even over yet. We still yeah. got hopefully a lot more good stuff to come. So mm-hmm. we're still rocking and rolling, and we just have to accept that this is this is life right now, you know. And if we can continue to accept it and continue to just sit back and let God do His thing, then we will all make it through this. Even if you want to rush through it, I understand you wanting to rush through 2020. I definitely understand it. But at the same time, you have to look back and you have to focus on all of the positive things that have happened and that will continue to happen this, that this year. You know, like, and it's just all around a really good feeling. And I feel like if we continue to just write it out and continue to focus on these little things and these little positives in our lives or even major positives in your life. You, I don't know what's going on in everybody's life, but if you have some positives in your life, just continue to focus on those and just try not to complain about 2020 and the virus and the election. We're going to keep going, okay? Just keep going and have faith that God will provide for us because he does provide for us. He's proven it time and time and time and we just need to let it ride and we just need to ride with him right it's all in god's timing all in his plan um mm-hmm. he sees everything and, and this year again it's not over yet and nope. there's been a lot of good stuff happening with the negativity and it's and it's kind of too and, it, and kind of thinking of a different perspective uh, 
and, I, and I've told Rob this, we've talked about it, uh, I think I've even told you this, I don't know, but um, this year has made us think out of the box a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, it's made us uh, it's made us be innovative, I think, in ways that we maybe wouldn't have been. And I think some of the methods that we're using, that I'm using, we're going to continue to use next year. And once oh. everything, you know, kind of hopefully gets back to normal, but um, there's there's a lot of stuff that we've kind of uncovered mm-hmm. and unearthed that we're doing that I think is really helpful going forward. I think it's, it's different ways to reach people, different ways to communicate, and I think we've kind of just kind of found out some things about ourselves that we can do that maybe we wouldn't have been. We kind of dug a little deep deeper yeah. uh, about us Get that we maybe wouldn't have. Uh, no. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right. Maybe we dug a little deeper. No. To, I love uh, that movie. I love the princess on the frog. Sorry. Of course, so, I had to throw Disney in there. Always once a week, Disney <laughs> reference at least. You can count on it. So. That's okay. To find out who you are. Sorry, I'm a horrible we're, singer. <laughs> we are. We're, we're here for all of it. Got to get the Disney references in. But yeah, I think if we, we we have dug a little deeper. We found out some things we can do that works, and um, it's it's changed things. Um, not all of it's for the better, obviously, but some of it I think we can take that is useful and really kind of apply it to, to next year and, and, and the years after, hopefully. So um, we've we, we've accomplished some things. I'm happy with what we're doing and um, on campus and our community, and I think we're going to continue to do it. So yeah. anything else you want to add, Morgan? No, I think that's about it. Are you but good? I do think it is your turn to pray this time. It is. It is. So I'm going I'm to close <laughs> this out in prayer. Um, again, we will. Um, we thank you for listening. Tuesday night is our next home game. We'll, the women's basketball will be taking on Barclay College, 6 p.m. inside the Garvey Center. Purchase tickets. If you haven't done so already, purchase tickets online, exclusively online at friendsathletics.com. And I'm going to pray us out now. Lord, we're wait, thankful. Wait, 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 wait. One more thing really quick. Sorry, I was just staring and looking at my bracelet really quick. And sorry, for those of you that don't uh, – know or haven't been listening um i do have a bracelet and it's and on it it says mm-hmm. bennett strong yes yep bennett is a very 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 important little boy in my life which he has now become very important in mr levi's life now even though he has never met him but it's still very important in his life and yep. he's he yep. means so much to so many people and i just want to give out a huge thank you to everybody that has been listening and has been giving their prayers for him because I think that it is working. I think that the power of prayer has been working for him and he's doing so much better and we're finally figuring out the problems that he's been having and I just want to say thank you for that from not only me but from Bennett himself and from his family and from my family as well and from all of our friends who are trying to stay strong and supporting him. And I just want to say thank you for that because even though you don't know him or anything really about him, uh, it means a whole, whole lot to us. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he's he's a special little boy that's gone through a lot of adversity. Speaking of adversity, he's gone through a lot of it. Mm-hmm. But he's still fighting hard and he's getting better again. And we're gonna we're not going to quit praying. Though. We're going to keep praying for him. And um, I've seen him shooting a little hoops basketball the other night, I think. Yeah. He was... He was yeah, yeah. He's getting there. He was so, Batman uh, for Halloween. Too. Yep, yep, yep. So, hey, I'm all about that. So, all right, yeah, we'll keep praying for him. Um, and you have any other prayer requests, Morgan? Do you no. think of? No. Not that I can think of right this moment. Just praying for uh, a whole, whole lot of blessings and that people just continue to stay yep. grateful for everything in their lives yep. right now. All right, for sure. All right, well, I'm going to pray us out. Lord, we're thankful for today. 
We're thankful for all your blessings, your provision, the wisdom that you give us to do what you have us to do. We ask that you continue to, to bless our campus, our community. Um, bless Morgan, the work that she does uh, for me and all of us. Bless Jason and his cross-country team. I'm thankful for the ministry that he has um, with FCA. We're thankful for your blessings on Baby Bennett, but we're thankful that he's continuing to get better, mm-hmm. continuing to fight, and we're just going to continue to lift him up in prayer, though. We know that you're not done with him yet. you got a lot of a lot of plans still left for him to accomplish, so we're thankful for that. We're thankful for the testimony he's going to have to give you glory just throughout his life. And we're just thankful for everything that you do, thankful for who you are. Just continue to give us discernment as we continue to navigate these strange and different different times we're living in. But we know you're with us. We know you walk with us. We're thankful for that. And we just continue to ask you to protect, keep protective fan upon us always and draw us closer to you and help us to continue to, to reach people for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, that's it for us. For Morgan, I am Levi saying thank you for listening, and we will talk to you again live next Friday. Have a great weekend. Bye.